I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. Hey, welcome back to the show. Today, we're going to talk about cash-based physical therapies, solutions-based offerings, we're going to talk to who I think, and he doesn't need any help, but I think like probably one of the best marketers in physical therapy, definitely in the US, maybe in the world. GT is here, Greg Todd. And if you don't already know, my name is Dave Kittle, owner of Concierge Pain Relief Home Physical Therapy in New York City and the CEO of the Fieldmaker Group. And we're speaking with practice owners about partnering or acquiring some or all of their practice. And the reason why I always do that intro on every single episode or video or wherever is because of this guy right here, Greg Todd, man. Thanks for coming on. You're super busy and you've been putting out stuff recently about solutions-based offers and also a new podcast. I want to hear all about it. Um, oh, so without further ado, Greg Todd, what's up, man? Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. I feel like you're one of the OGs in the game like me. So uh, Dave, I always appreciate your support and you've just been a good dude from day one. So I appreciate you. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. So Really quick, we want to get into some uh, help for practice owners, some some tips and things that you're working on, including the thing that caught my attention, which was the solutions based offer. And many therapists kind of sell their, you know, their or trade their time for dollars. And I know that's like you're helping so many therapists and healthcare providers kind of get out of that. I really, really quick, the original story of how you and I connected, we just talked for two seconds on the pre-interview. It was back, I think, in 2015. It was when Gary V was hired by APTA and private practice section to be the, I think the keynote or the opening speaker, I don't know, something like that, the opening speaker or keynote or something like that. Kevin Schmidt of Pedal PT was the first person to go up and ask him a question. I was the second. I went up to the front of the room in the microphone with Gary V. And somewhere in the Q&A of that talk, this other guy stands up. Turns out it was Greg Todd. This guy stands up and he's like, hey, I'm a practice owner and I've grown like, I've grown my practice via your, you know, Gary, via your help, your you know, the video content, all that marketing, everything that you're talking about, I just implemented it. I've been doing it and I grew or have been growing renewal rehab a couple hundred percent or whatever it was at that time from wherever yeah. you were to 2015. And I turn and I'm like, who's this guy and whatever. And then like, I had to search you out. I gave you my card, my initial card back then. And yeah, initially, you, were, yep, yep. You, you were like, you know, like I think surrounded by other people that were trying to, you know, holler at you or whatever. And I was like, dude, this, this guy, Greg Todd is like his breakout. Like he had a talk at this conference and he spoke and blah, 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 all that. But you've exploded since then, but you were already implementing the Gary Vee stuff and the video marketing and a whole host of other things. I just wanted to throw that out there because everyone I think has an initial touch point story when they, met Greg Todd, but I was just like, I got to throw mine out there because it's been a minute. Bro, can I tell you a couple of things about that? I hope you don't mind if I just take a look. Let's do it. So Let's do it. I think, well, well, first of all, that means a lot that like for me, every relationship, this means a crap ton. So the fact that you remember that, that's like amazing. So props to you. And, and it was before you even, I would say before you were really even popular. So it was like, I could yeah. approach you that easily, whereas maybe it's a little bit harder now, but anyway. Well, you know, it's just so cool. It's just amazing. So here's the crazy part about it. What you probably don't know is that that was my, that was the first time I spoke at PPS. First time. 
Dave, I tried to speak five times before and I got denied. It was from 2009. So 2009, this is the crazy thing. 2009, I tried to speak, no go. 2010, tried to speak. Nope, didn't accept it. 11, nope. 12, nope. 13, nope. And so I was like, screw this. I'm like, whatever, you know? And I'm not a quitting guy, but I quit. I was just like, it's not going to happen. I don't have any connections. I don't have any hookups. Da, 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 da. And I just kind of created these stories. 2015, Dave, it's in Orlando. It's in Orlando that year. You know, close I live enough, in Florida. Close enough to you, yeah. It's close enough to me. And I was just like, what the hell? Let me try one more time. And they accepted me. And this time around, I was like, wait, do I even want to go? I was like, you know something? And, and I, was, I was like right there trying to decide, do I actually say yes? Because at this point, I was kind of bitter, right? And the only reason why I said yes is because Gary Vee was keynoting. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. And from that, I'm just even thinking of some of my top clients. By the way, my boss that I had on the WTA tour was there. She was my former boss when I was working with WTA tour players. She was there at my talk. I had never met her because remember, I was working off site. So I only talked to her via phone for three years. And I met her for the first time there. Today, she's one of my top clients. Crazy. So anyways, so many things happened from that event. And I'm glad I met you there as well. So and, and sidebar, so I had a booth for Vinicial. I didn't even go to your talk because I didn't go to any talks. I was just trying to, you know, meet more practice owners in the exhibit hall. I didn't go to any talks. My wife, Annie, at the time, went to your talk. She comes back. She's like, yo, this guy was just talking about social media and marketing. You missed it. You would have loved it. He killed. The people went crazy. And this was back in 2015. I mean, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it because I'm like, and then I ran up, I gave you my card, all that. And then it's like, you know, going from there to where you are now and beyond. I mean, it's just awesome. Bro, it's so crazy because I think there are so many people right now that they're getting denied, they're getting rejected, they're getting rejected. And they actually start to believe what I believed in 2014. I'm just not good enough. And that's why I'm getting rejected. But the reality is that in that year, PPS actually reached out to me three months after and said that you had the highest rated talk of the conference. No doubt. And if you just think about it, I think most people, because they've gotten so many rejections, they have created a story like I did that you're just not good enough where the reality is that you just haven't gotten your break. But once they find out about you, baby, it's game over. And so, so anyways, I hope that if you're listening and you are a cash practice owner, or you're trying to get your breakthrough and it hasn't happened yet, please understand that your breakthrough hasn't happened. Just continue to work on your craft. When it happens, it's just going to explode that much more. So thank you for bringing me back to that, man. It, it, Absolutely. it really means a lot. It does. And we have to go through rejection as entrepreneurs and, you know, build up scar tissue. And like, it's not this Instagram life where you could just be on yachts and in the Maldives and on boats and all this, like without doing any of the work. And a lot of the work is is brutal. Like you said, years of denials where you're trying to, you know, I'm assuming you were, I don't even know if you were talk, you were going to do the same type of talk at PBS or if you had submitted different abstracts or whatever, but you wanted it, you wanted it. Then, you know, you're kind of bitter. You're going through like the, the stages of like those emotions. Yeah, same type of thing. And now to segue into the solutions-based offers, it's like, you're going to get some people to say no to this, right? right. Like ideally you're trying to help providers 
not trade their time for dollars, but sell something that the patient and the client really values. I heard something that you posted recently about if you can help someone get to the solution, you charge for that, not necessarily trading time for dollars, not necessarily a package, but a certain solution-based offer. And if you get them better sooner, then they're happier. And then you might actually have had to do even less work. Like, so, so how does, how does this work in terms of your idea around this? Because I've heard other therapists will do like whatever they charge, like, I don't know, 150 or 250 for an evaluation, and then they'll sell a package. So, and this is all for out-of-pocket cash-based patients. We're not insurance, whatever. So how is what you're mentioning different than a one visit paid eval? See what's going on. What type of program or thing can I put together where it's like some in-person treatment, maybe some remote programming or whatever, HEP type stuff. They do some stuff on their own. You do some stuff with them, hybrid, digitally. Like how is what you're mentioning different than what's already being done? Yeah, it's totally different. And I'll kind of tell you where it came from. It came from because when I was working in insurance-based model, insurance companies were doing it to me. <laughs> so that's where it all came from. I used to work with a few different insurance payers, specifically work comp, then moved to Medicare that were basically doing case rate management. Like, like bundle so, payments in a way? Yeah. So here, I'll give you a perfect example. I was working with one company at Renewal Rehab that they had all the Hillsborough County, which is I'm in Tampa Bay, for those of you that don't know, and they had Hillsborough County Teachers Association. So they took care of all Hillsborough County teachers and Pasco County teachers, right? So one of my clinics is basically on the line between Pasco County and Hillsborough County. And the way they would do it is they would have three different tiers of case rate. So if somebody came in, they had low back pain and They had an ICD-9 code or ICD-10 code now, and it was 724.2 or whatever the heck it was, right? Based on that code, they would give you a flat fee of $350 or 500 bucks. And they're like, see the person as much as you want, see them as little as you want, but this is all you're getting out of me. Okay. And basically, we were penalized for seeing people longer. They didn't care. Right. We can see them for one time. We can see them for five times, but we want to take care of our clients. And we just felt like, because we've been trained, okay, I got to see you more and more and more because the more I physically give of myself to you, the more value there is. So basically, we would all go broke. Right. Okay. And then you have some people that just don't give a crap. And they're like, I'll see you one time, show you what to do, and get you the heck out of here. And they were getting paid. So the insurance companies were doing it to me, bro. They were doing it to me. So that's where it all kind of started. And I was really bitter and resentful. But then I started thinking of a few different things. I was like, well, when we have a landscaping company come out to our house, they give us a bid. And the bid is, this is what it costs, right? Now, if you want to itemize, hey, this is what labor is. Hey, this is what the plants are. This is what the mulch is. This is what the soil is going to be. This is what it's going to take to till the area, da, 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 da. At the end of the day, we don't really care about all the line items. We just care about the bid. And what we want is we want the job done, right? I had something last year. I live on the intercoastal now and I had an issue with my jet ski. I went one day to, to start up my jet ski. Darn thing was startup day. It wouldn't start up. So I'm like, dang, like this kind of sucks because my jet ski is my, that's my therapy time. I like to go and look for dolphins. That's what I do. That's how I escape everything. Like that's my thing. So I was like, dang, I can't do it. 
It won't start up. So I brought it back up on the lift, brought it back in, and I went inside and I called three different places. Okay. Place number one, I called. They said they can get to my jet ski. They said we can actually get you in within the next two weeks. All you got to do is bring the jet ski to us. I was like, damn, I can't do that. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, my jet ski's on a lift. I don't have the trailer anymore. So I hung up the phone. I called another place. Next place said, you know what? We can actually come out to you. We take care of Yamaha VX1000s. No problem. We can come out to you. But we're two weeks out. I was like, okay. All right, I'm gonna call you guys back. I called one other place. They said, we come out to you. We could be there in 48 hours. Deal. You want to know why? Because they gave me what it is that I wanted. $1,200 later, and less than 90 minutes at my place, my jet ski was fixed. And between those two stories of what I gave you, I started coming up with, wait a minute, why the hell aren't we doing this more as clinicians? Why? Now, my whole thing has been since I started SSPT in 2016 has always been to leverage. So the way that I leveraged initially was leveraging through building traditional practices and hiring people. And I was able to do that. And in seven years, I was able to go into a semi-retirement in 2014, work a day and a half at my clinics. And I was making, the clinics were doing about 1.4 million a year. I was bringing in, taking home about 450, okay? I did that through leveraging people. And then I went to leveraging online. I was able to create online programs, online offerings, sell them to my clients as maintenance programs after they finished their plan of care. So for me, I've always been in the leverage game. But as I kind of look at, hey, this is how I am acting as a consumer. Why are we not doing this as healthcare providers? About two and a half years ago, I was like, you know what? I'm going to start teaching people to do solutions-based offers the way that every service that I use does it to me. And so that's basically what I started doing. And now all my clients are making double to triple what they were making because they don't want to go online. They are still tied to saying, I want to treat. And I don't blame them. They paid a gajillion dollars to do it. So I'm like, how am I going to leverage them? And that's the way I do it, by creating a solution-based offer. Get paid for results instead of for time and present it to your clients in a certain way to where you ask them, do you want your results sooner rather than later? I can tell you breaking news, they're all going to say sooner. And then I tell them, this is how the traditional model is set up. This is how I work. So now my value proposition to them is totally different. So now I separate myself in a market. And then when people get better faster, they're not pissed that they have 10 visits left. They're like, damn, you actually did it. If they get better slower, it doesn't matter. I still got a full amount of pay from them. So I kind of have a whole like setup. If you want to hear it, I'll tell it to you. And your people, I charge a lot of money for it, but I'll, I'll just give it to y'all if you want. If, 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 you, if you want to open the kimono a bit, what, it's up to you. Hell yeah, bro. I'll do it. I'll do it. Do you have any other questions before I start? Well, I was just going to say, what about a therapist? And you know how therapists are, because we're all therapists. We know how we are as colleagues. Someone watching or listening, and they're going to say, well, what if, uh, I mean, you can't always guarantee a result, like the outcome or solution. So for example, if someone has chronic low back pain for 10 years, and you do the solutions-based offer, and depending on how robust and big the offer is in terms of like the time and effort and all that, but someone's going to say, well, it's not guaranteed. Like we can't guarantee. Now, of course, if it's like a wrist sprain, a pickleball injury, an ankle sprain, you know, 
that's easier to kind of be sure and be like, okay, what was your function before this? Oh, you were playing like all these high level weekend sports, whatever. Okay. Like it's probably going to get better. And here's the solutions based offer. But if it's chronic or if it's multiple conditions or multiple diagnoses in one, what about guaranteeing some solution or the actual result and outcome that they're looking for? And what if a therapist can't get there or can't, doesn't have the, the technical skills or the, you know, the clinical toolbox to get somebody better? That's a great question. So I'm going to explain all that in my steps. I'll explain the whole thing on how you do it. Okay. So I think there's a couple of things. I think number one is let's frame this properly. Are people frustrated with not being able to get paid what you believe you're worth in a marketplace? I think the majority of people that are listening are like, heck yeah. Right. Okay. And are you frustrated? And do you feel almost conflicted? when you actually get someone better faster because it's, there's this there's conflict i get you better faster i actually lose money you got to spend more for marketing you, to get the next new right. patients in your in your program in your on your schedule right and so it's almost like we're put in this situation the way we're doing it right now is where we're overutilizing and that's the only way we can stay in business or we are getting them better faster but then it's pushing us out of business. So I have a way where he would have figured this whole thing out. Okay. So basically I have like 10 steps for it. All right. So step number one is this. Step number one is just identify the three biggest client types that you see. Okay. All right. Like for some people it's, I'm seeing chronic low back people. I'm seeing this. I'm seeing that. I see ACLs. I see this. I see... Just identify the three biggest client types that you see. Okay. And then uh, once you do that, we're going to decide, all right, what tier are they going to go into? Okay. Step number two is you're going to categorize people into three tiers. Here are the tiers. If I'm working with a low back patient and they're not chronic, they're subacute, acute, basically they're going to fall into tier one more than likely, which is someone that I'm going to see for less than a month. Just forget about solutions based for a second. Okay. I want you to actually treat yourself like you are a licensed physical therapist. What is the difference between you, physical therapist, versus a physical therapist assistant? One thing, you can evaluate, they can't. You can reassess, they really can't, okay? So the only thing that makes me different as a physical therapist is in my ability to make these decisions that we're about to make, okay? So I'm not asking you to speed up anything for anyone. All I'm asking you with number two to do is to categorize them into tier one, tier two, tier three, Okay. If they don't fit in any of these, that means they are not someone that should be in a solutions-based offer. Tier one is less than one month. They are 30 days or less. Somebody sprains their ankle on the basketball court, 30 days or less, okay? Tier two, they're between 30 and 90 days, 30 and 90 days. I would put someone that had like a meniscus tear. I put someone that had a, maybe a grade two, grade three quad strain. Again, you're a physical therapist. What the hell makes you any different than anybody else? This is the one thing you can do that nobody else can do. All right, tier three is someone that's between 90 to 120 days. That's three to six months. I would put somebody that's an ACL. I put someone that had some type of major back surgery, okay? All right, like, you know, whether it's a laminectomy or it's a disectomy, da, 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 okay. That's what I would put in tier three. There are people that are chronic and they're going to fall beyond the 120 and plus. They don't, they should not be in any type of solutions-based model, but they should be in what I would consider a maintenance model. 
which is recurring revenue. Okay. Your job is to categorize every single client that comes in into one of those categories. And if you can't do that, then you need to go back to, you, you need, you need to go back to the classroom. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's number two. Okay. Number three is you now need to help them understand the person that you're working with. Where are they at their worst? Okay. So what I do, Dave, is I have something called a pyramid. I've been doing this pyramid since 2017. And the pyramid has four different levels. Okay. And basically it's people where they are at their worst. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example. Let's take someone that has, I don't know, so let's just say it's a crossfitter or something like that, right? And they hurt their knee. Okay. They got some telephomoral problems or something like that, right? When they're at their worst, they're in pain all the time. They definitely can't do any type of like, you know, exercise activity, right? And they're considering just hanging it up. Okay. That's where they're at their worst. Okay. All right. So I want people to understand this is where you are at when you're at your worst. And then number four is then I am saying, where do I believe they can be at the end of the tier that I assigned to them? Okay. So I'm not saying to someone that's a, like me, a weekend hacker, I'm not saying, bro, you're going to be able to be in a CrossFit games. Like I couldn't be in a CrossFit games if, <laughs> if everything was perfect. Right. But Hey, <laughs> could I potentially, you know, get back to the point where I'm training consistently? Hey, do I feel like if I'm in tier two after 90 days, I could be hitting at least potentially getting to the point where I'm flirting with PRs. Look, that's our job as physical therapists is to help them understand this is where you're at now. This is where you're at at your worst. This is where I believe you can be if you are assigned to either tier one, tier two, tier three. Okay, that's it. That's number four. Number five is for the people that are beyond tier three. Okay. What things could you do for them that could get them to maintain whatever it is, whatever level you want them to be at? Okay. By the way, maintaining an outcome also happens for my solutions based offer people as well, because I make sure that I explain and convey to my clients that whatever it took to get there is not what you're going to need to do to stay there. And there is going to be work that needs to be done in order for you to stay there. This is where I think therapists have totally screwed the pooch, okay? Is that we're telling people, all right, we get you out of pain or we get you here. Ta-da, we're all done. No, I let people know once we get here, there is certain work and requirement to stay there, which allows 50% of our clients to opt in to a monthly recurring plan because we have set it up from the first day. We didn't just throw it on them at the end. We set it up from the first day. You have a choice. If you want to stay here, there is going to be things that are going to need to get done. By the way, it's no different than when you go to a dentist. I got an implant done like a year and a half ago, right? But I, and by the way, they took care of it. I didn't care how much they charged me. Just get the thing done. And then after that, I still go to them every six months to maintain my pearly whites. Same thing, maintain so, an so, outcome. So that maintaining the outcome for this population of people would be for neurological patients with Parkinson's, multiple sclerosis, spinal cord injury, right. Guillain-Barre, any type of, any long-term. So you could actually, because this is this is like half of our business with my 
concierge home practice. Like half is like older adults, geriatric mm-hmm. neuro. And then the other half are like busy professionals. So like, if you lived here in New York city, Greg, like you would be the ortho, you know, side or the executive professional right. side of the, of our clientele, but half of it is for the folks that you're talking about here. So for this population, someone watching or listening, a therapist, it could be a patient that wants to maintain the ability to sit to stand, perform their ADLs in the morning, their, their transfers, bathing, toileting, whatever it might be. So even if you are a PT and OT, whatever it might be, it'll still, this still could work for you because I think the first, the first three tiers would be more for the orthopedic conditions that typically will get better if they, you treat them and they do their home exercise program and all that. And then the monthly recurring, you're saying could either be tacked on at the end of one of those tiers, or maybe it's a new patient, neurological condition, and you're trying to maintain what they have right now, knowing that there might not be significant gains over the next six to 12 months, but just maintaining what they have now, their ability to function is huge for them and their family. Right. That's 100% it. That's it. So the maintenance works for all groups. It's just that the solutions base only works for people that you know that you can get an achievable outcome that's different than what they have right now that's very drastic in 120 days or less, which for most people is about 75% of their population, right? But even if you if you aren't doing that, what every business owner wants is they want stability. So anyone that is chronic, that, that is dealing with something that's a long-term Guillain-Barre, Parkinson's, this, that, if you really believe in what the heck you're doing, you should be seeing them all the time. I mean, it does, I'm not saying every single day. I'm talking, you should be seeing them month after month after month after month. So you just set it up in that way. Okay. So that's how you do it. That's how you do it. All right. There's a few more things. Now let's talk about how you get paid for this. Okay. So number six is you just, you decide what you want to get paid for the outcome. So this is how I do it. Um, and this is, this is where they need you because this is like a disconnect from how we're taught and trained, uh, traditionally. Yeah. We're trained, we're trained to just stay broke. I mean, like we're trained that the only way you're, you're basically trained in PT school and pretty much any schooling to use the two resources that you have a finite amount of it's, it's your time and your physical body. So at some point, like you're done to me, I feel like physical therapy is the equivalent of being a running back in the NFL, like your career, it's going like, you're not going to be able to last long. You know what I mean? Like if you're a punter now, that's cool. You know what I mean? You're a kicker, bro. That's awesome. But a running back, like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like, come on. And it's just because we have been trained to use the two finite resources that we have. So how I like to do it now is with number six is that I'm just going to decide what I want to get paid per outcome. So this is how I typically do it with my clients. I just take whatever your perception rate is. Okay. Multiply it by 1.5%. Okay. Right. That's it. Now, that's the first thing, all right? Because I want everybody to get a raise with this, okay? All right? So, and the reason why also is I want to give us some play to be able to work with just in case we overestimate it and we go beyond the tier, okay? So how I typically do it is I'm assuming that people are seeing people twice a week. I know a lot of therapists see once a week, but I think you only do that because you're afraid that people won't, won't pay you. I think twice a week is a solid way to actually build out your different tiers. Okay. So I'm going to give you an example. If I'm seeing someone and I'm seeing them for a month, it's basically eight sessions. If I'm doing twice a week, eight sessions, let's just say you're charging $200 a session. That's $1,600. Multiply that times 1.5. That should be 2,400 or something like that. Right. 
Okay. So, yep. Yep. That'd be $2,400. So tier one is 2,400. You follow in, um, in tier one to 2,400 charge. Tier two, remember that's 30 to 90 days. So I'm going on the 90 day side. I'm saying 90 days times 200 times 1.5%. Tier two, 7,200. Tier three is up to 120 days. That's 14,400. We have clients that they are paying 14,400. We have clients paying 7,200. We got clients paying 2,400. We got clients paying 25,000. Okay. But what they love is they love the fact that we have created a guarantee. And that's why they pay. So that's number six. That's how you do it. Okay. You decide what you want to get paid for per outcome. Each tier is going to be a different amount. And we are putting you in the tier because that's what we feel very comfortable that we're going to be able to achieve the outcome. Okay. So now this is what they don't get anywhere in healthcare that they get with us. And this is why people buy it is a guarantee. So that's number seven, create a guarantee. Here's a guarantee. Guarantee is for the time you believe it'll take for them to get the outcome that you both decide on. You decide on that from the initial evaluation. Okay. By the way, that the guarantee doesn't have to be money. It could be a satisfaction guarantee. It could be a numerical guarantee. It could be an outcome guarantee. The guarantee can be, you're going to be running a mile. The guarantee can be, you're going to be doing uh, box squats. The guarantee can be, you're going to be um, at a certain level of activity. The guarantee could be, you feel satisfied with the work that I have given you. The guarantee can be anything. Okay. Uh, you can decide level on what the guarantee is. Sorry, what's that? Stay away from pain level as part of the guarantee. I personally would stay away from pain level because I think it's extremely subjective. And But, but so um, is the satisfaction guarantee. Yeah, like, the satisfaction, the, right, exactly. That, that's in the, the eyes of the patient. That, that's in the eyes of the client. But I can tell you this, a lot of times when you put satisfaction guarantees in play, even if you don't hit the goal, people see that, look, this guy has shown up for me day in and day out. I can tell you this, we're getting less than 2% of people take us up on any type of guarantee. But I believe we're getting... Anywhere between 20 to 30% of people move forward because of the guarantee. There's more upside. Right. There's so much you, more you, upside. You, you might come across some folks that are the folks that ask for refunds or, you know, say there was uh, in the restaurant world, like a hair in my food, but there really wasn't a hair in the food kind of thing. Right. It's possible. It's possible. But, you know, it really um, happens, really happens. Now, here's the thing about guarantees. I think people get this guarantee thing screwed up and think that every guarantee has to be a money-back guarantee. You don't have to do a money-back guarantee, okay? You can do a modified guarantee. You can do a modified service-based guarantee. So I'll give you a perfect example. You can say that at the end of this time, if we don't achieve X result, then what I will do is I will continue to work with you until we do. That's one. You can do money, okay? You can do money, but you can also do this. If you have other things in place, and this is why I'm such a huge believer in making sure that you have online services with what it is that you're doing, because a modified service guarantee would be at the end of this time, if you have shown up for your visits, you've done this, you've done everything I've asked you to do, et cetera, you have not hit your result. You can still get access to our community, our online platform until you get your result. So it doesn't have to be Dave 
physically working with them. It can be that they still get access to the things that you have given them. That's part of your offer. Love it. Okay. So that's basically how you do it. All right. And then number eight is you got to present it to them properly in a solutions-based way. So you present to them and you let them know this. You actually tell them that after you've evaluated them, you've seen what's going on with them. You let them know that I'm going to present something to you that's different than how it's presented in other healthcare models you've been a part of. Okay. I'm presenting something to you that is going to be a win for you and a win for me potentially. The way that it has been presented to you before is a win for the provider and a loss for you. This is how it works. With the provider, the way that it's been presented before is that they only get paid if you come and see them. So they are incentivized to see you for longer. Now, I'm assuming, Mrs. Smith, you want to get better sooner rather than later. Is that correct? Yes, I do. Well, in the way that it has been positioned and the way that we have it in the way that we've been trained is that it doesn't, it's not in our best interest financially to get you better faster. Now, you've been dealing with this for X amount of time, and I'm assuming you're sick and tired of this. Now, I can tell you this. My goal is to get you better sooner rather than later. Would you like that? Yes, I would. Okay. Well, I'm still giving myself because a typical situation like what you're going through typically takes this amount of time, but everybody's different. Okay. I've seen people get, and so I'm giving myself some play here and I'm doing this based off the damn injury for crying out loud. Okay. Like I'm not going to tell an ACL, Hey, this thing's going to be okay in three weeks. I'm not doing that to myself. Right. I'm also letting them know that if you go down the street and you got ACL, they trust me, they will send your ass home with a home exercise program and some stick figures and you, and you'll be left with that damn knee. You'll be like, what the hell did I just do? Like, I'm not going to put you in that tier. I'm putting you in, you know, tier three, preferably if you want to do tier two, you know, but you know, if you want to get back to this, that you want to get back to cutting, we're putting you in in uh, tier three, by the way, you can go over there. You can do that, but you know, it just, you just going to have to deal with what, you know, what they give you. That's it. So that's how I present it. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It does. So I basically show them our pyramid. We have a pyramid, the pyramids in four levels. And I basically get them to self-identify with where they believe they're at. And then I get them to ask themselves, hey, where do you want to go? And from there, that's how I usually decide what tier I'm going to put them in. Because if you had an injury, let's say you're a total knee, and you had an injury and you're just like, listen, honestly, as long as I can take a dump, like I'm good. Like I don't care about anything else. Then I'm going to put them in tier two. Like, I mean, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, right? I mean, that's it, right? But I do have some people that are like, bro, I want to I, I want to play pickleball. And I was playing it at a very high level. And I'm like, honestly, like, like we can get you back to pretty much everything, like in probably two months. But, you know, you want to be doing this. I would recommend for you tier three. Just give them the option. That's it. So you're, you're teaching the clinician and the patient client are collaborating on where the patient or client actually fits in on these options or 100%, 100%. If you want people to buy, you must get them to self-identify and they need to be a part of the offer. Meaning that I know for me, I know with sales, I don't want to be convinced. 
When I try to convince somebody, what I'm doing is I'm getting them to do things that I want them to do for my reasons. When I'm doing persuasion, I'm getting people to do what they want to do for their reasons. So I make sure that when I show them our pyramid and I show them this is where people are at at different levels of the pyramid, you tell me where you're at. Where do you believe you're at? I believe I'm there, Greg. Cool. Where do you want to get to? I believe I want to get to here. Okay, got it. So now I know where you want to get to. I believe that as well. This is where you're at. By the way, whatever you want to get to is where you want to get to. I can't, you know, I can't create that, you know, for you. And then from there, I say, okay, based on what you want, I'm recommending this. Got it. Now, do you advise or do you teach this to be the introductory phone call? Is this a discovery visit? Is this a paid consultation to kind of figure out where this patient is at? And are they paying uh, for I this? Think, or I think definitely not a phone call. Definitely not a phone call. It needs to be in person or it needs to be on Zoom, okay? Because you have to be able to show them things. So I'm showing them our pyramid. In my clinics, there is a pyramid that each therapist has at each door, and their job is to figure out where they believe they're at on a pyramid. But their job is not to tell them. Their job is to make sure that they describe the different levels of the pyramid. And then... Once they describe it, the person should be able to self-identify where they're at. Makes sense. Yep. And then there's only two other things. Number nine is they agree and you can do an agreement with them. And then number 10 is take their money and fix them. <laughs> that's it. And that's it. That's it. That's how it works. And so I'm sure you, you offer tips on like whether they pay all cash down at the date of deciding or if there's some payment plans, whatever, whatever, you can kind of get in the weeds of that. What yeah. about the patients or clients that say to your clinicians like, well, you know, I have this insurance and I pay a lot in insurance premiums. And, you know, maybe maybe the clinician at that point, if they're getting that objection, maybe they haven't, you know, presented the whole offering properly because you're yeah. right. It is very different. It is a unique way to approach this. And I'm sure patients or clients will acknowledge, like they'll understand like, oh, wow, this is different. And they could certainly call around everywhere else. And they're going to say the same thing of like, you know, yeah, visit by visit and here's how much it costs per visit or whatever. So, oh. but do you still have clinicians getting some pushback on the insurance question or is it more going back to the clinician is not fully presenting it the right way? Yeah. I mean, I think it really comes down to not presenting it in the right way. And by the way, everything is not for everybody, right? So I think that's the big thing. I, I have programs, bro, that are 50K and 100K. That's not for everybody, but there's certain people that buy that that would never look at my $1,000 program, right? So it's not for everybody. Here's what I can say is this I can say is that people are sick and tired. They're sick and tired of the system, you know? And I always look at my wife as like, she's like the, the typical insurance based client. Like my wife, you know, we got money and stuff like that, bro. She's like so cheap. Right. <laughs> and she, like, I'll just be honest, man. I love my girl, man. We've been together for 26 years. We've been married for 22, going on 23 now. But my wife still shops at, you know, Goodwill for the kids' clothes. You know what I mean? Like, and she's the type of person that she's like, oh, I'm using my insurance. And guess what? Now she's going cash based, even though we have insurance. Like, people are sick and tired of it. And so I know this. I know that if I know that if you're price shopping me, you are a commodity buyer. So I already know that like you're not the one for me. I also know this. I know that with people, 
the hardest part of getting your name out is can people stop? Now, back in 2015, when you met me at PPS and your wife came back and said, this dude, oh my gosh. Well, first of all, let, let's, let's call a spade a spade. I was probably the only brother up in that place. So that made her stop. Who the hell is this black dude? Okay, so that's number one. Number two is definitely, when, def, definitely the energy. Go ahead. It, it definitely the energy made people stop. Number three is when I started doing all my stuff online. I was in my, my man cave of my house. I had my, my, my tidy whitey under armor superhero stuff. On. I made people stop. You guys got to figure out how are you making people stop? So what are you going to do? You're going to charge 140 when everybody else is charging 160. And then over here, they're charging 120. Nobody's stopping. They're stopping for my offer. You stop for the offer. That's how you're like, shoot, let's set a podcast. So right. you guys got to figure out, is your offer even making people stop? I want people to be like, wow, how obnoxious is that? That makes me know it's working. But if, if I'm just blending in with everybody else, what the hell would make you want to stop to see me? There are certain people that are like, I'm looking for peace of mind. And I'm sick and tired of being thrown around from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor they are selling me on a bag of goods that they're never able to deliver on and they're sick and tired and they're frustrated. And I'm the first person that can give them a guarantee of some sort. And that gives them peace of mind. That's why we buy insurance. That's why we buy car insurance. That's why we pay all the, it's for peace of mind. It's to sleep at night knowing that this person is now on the line. So, and that's it. So this type of patient or client, this type of healthcare consumer, peace of mind, certainty they're buying certainty how much of the therapist or the clinician's confidence factors into this because i know for me like i think now i can you know communicate a lot better and i just have this confidence with certain like and i'm only seeing maybe two or three patients a day i'm trying to get out of patient care but i have some long timers or whatever these very you know as you would call like very bougie like you know oh. very very wealthy people and you know they got to be not checked sometimes, but like you kind of like if I'm in their place or they're like a huge family and they have all these assets and they're just very wealthy, but like having a some confidence to be able to interact with certain types of consumers that would be drawn to this type of an offer. But right. how much a, is confidence, do you think, a component of this type of an offer? Like, because yeah, not, not, not only is this offer not for every consumer, I think this offer is not for every clinician, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, I mean, I think it should be, I think it should be. And I think eventually it will be, you know, but the reality is that, you know, I look at the people that I've been able to implement this with, and, you know, I have thousands of students now, the ones that I've been able to implement this with actually have very, 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 um, high levels of confidence in their ability to evaluate. And again, it's like the one thing that is supposed to make us different is how good of a physical therapist are you? You know, like I'm not talking about you dry needling. I'm not talking about you cupping. I'm not talking about you doing a mobilization. I'm talking about the one thing that makes you different, which is in your ability to evaluate. Can you actually do that? And the ones that have a lot of confidence in it can. Now, Dave, you got to understand, I'm coming from the world of professional sports. So when I was working with a professional tennis player, like I was three years out of school. I didn't have this luxury of just like, oh, I don't know. Let's kind of see what happens, bro. I got the agent in the room. I got the parents in the room. 
I got the entire family because everybody's relying on this girl or this dude to be able to like milk them and take care of them. I can't be like, oh, she, I don't know if she can make Wimbledon. They would fire my A double Z in a heartbeat, bro. And nobody got no time for that. Wait, hey, aren't you an Eagles fan? Wait, yes. wait, am I right? You're an Eagles fan, right? Okay. Correct. Okay, bro, let me ask you something. If Jalen Hurts tweaked his knee, you want to hear from his therapist? Uh, he might be back in a week. Maybe it's eight. What the hell are you talking about? We got a Super Bowl riding on his damn thing. That's right. What are you talking about? Tell me when he's coming back. Can he be on IR? He's going to be on IR. Like, bro, come on, man. Like, if you're not confident, then you shouldn't get paid like this. Right. So to me, I love it because it rewards the people that are good at being a physical therapist. But if you suck at it, then just do, then sell every, I'm every visit, which is what you're doing now. You're selling every visit. I sell one time. One time. That's the first time. After that, we're good. It's on me and it's on them now. That's it. There's, there's no more selling. I think the other way you got to sell all the time. The person's like, oh, I don't think this is working. Oh, just come again, Mrs. Smith. Oh, just come again, Mrs. Turner. That like you're doing that every single damn treatment. I do one time. That's it. When my clients are buying my $25,000 program, $50,000 program, it's one shot. That's it. That's it. After that, we're good. We're in. We're locked in. Let's do what we got to do. Done. Mm. I want to just mention with the podcast real quick, anything else with the solution-based offer? Because I, you are so generous with your time and the amount of value that you just provided. I truly appreciate it. And I know the audience is going to get a ton from this. But what about this new podcast? So Secrets of Success. I thought you had another podcast before. Is this, did, uh, this, this, a, this is a new content piece? What, what, what is this? Tell me about it. Yeah. So when I first started back in the day, I did a podcast called The Hunt for Greatness. But I got to be honest with you, bro. That podcast was basically me in my house or me outside walking. And I just had a bunch of VAs repurpose it. And, you know, we're able to create 550 episodes out of it over time. Right. And then I did a podcast called Wealth Code Secrets. And again, it was, it was mostly me. Right. And I think this is interesting how this is coming full circle, like us being in Orlando in 2015. The reality is, is that I never had a healthcare mentor. I had mentors outside of the healthcare space, whether it was a Gary V, who I would consider my mentor virtually, right? I never, besides that time, it's the first time I ever met the guy. But, you know, most of my mentors were non healthcare people. You know, there wasn't all these business coaches and stuff like that in healthcare or whatnot. So the whole idea of this is that I built out a room that is a full out podcast room. It's pretty dope. But the whole idea is that I want the podcast to be about, people outside of the healthcare space coming in and that were my mentors, people that have inspired me and me basically now gifting them to you guys, you know? So whether it is my wife, who honestly is probably the biggest reason why I'm where I'm at today or my kids or, you know, the guys that I go to masterminds with that are, you know, in the publishing space or in the roofing space or this, that there's so many things that they have taught me over the years that has allowed me to bring everything that I brought back to healthcare. And so that was the whole idea. I wanted to do it interview based, you know, um, like what you do. Right. And, and I also felt like on a selfish level, that's a skill I could probably get good at, you know, learning how to interview people and stuff like that. So I just thought it'd be cool, a great way to network and also a great way for me to feature, not just people that mentor me, but my clients as well. So it's called the secrets for success. It just came out. Uh, and we've had a good first week, so it's been awesome, you know? 
Yeah, you guys are killing it already, jumping up the charts. Uh, we'll definitely link to it below. Um, anything to wrap up, Greg? I don't want to take too much of your time. Like I said, you provided a significant amount of value to clinicians and practice owners, anyone watching or listening. Um, I definitely hope folks uh, reach out and kind of utilize and actually take action and implement this stuff about solutions-based offers. But And then also go subscribe to the Secrets of Success podcast uh, on iTunes or probably everywhere else where podcasts are available. Uh, any Any just closing remarks? Any just recap? Yeah, you know, I, I think one of the things I would say is this. Uh, I love the field of physical therapy. I'm assuming the majority of your listeners are are therapists. And it does break my heart when people say that they want to get out the profession. Dave, I don't know how true these stats are, but I heard something like 22%. 22% of people have either left or are considering leaving the profession from 2022 to now. Man, that's really, that's really disappointing. And I'm going to just leave you guys with a quote. And this is from Warren Buffett. And Warren Buffett said that if your boat is taking in water and you're having a hard time rowing the boat, it is probably in your best interest to move to a new vessel instead of focusing on fixing the leaks. And so basically, the point is that if you aren't happy, it might not be physical therapy. It might just be how you are operating in the current vehicle that you're in, meaning that you are trading all your time for a little bit of somebody else's money. So it's probably in your best interest to go and look up what the word leverage means and figure out how you can leverage whatever it is that you have right now, meaning that how can I create a greater output based on the input that I'm putting in? That's really it. You know, and so that's what I would leave you guys with. And if you do that, maybe physical therapy ain't so bad. I think it's a great profession. And I think there's a lot of opportunity here. I just think we're doing it in a way that was set up really good in the 1960s. You know, here, can I say one more thing? I was speaking in Canada about two and a half months ago. And I just did. I don't know. You know me. I just come up with things on a whim. Right. So. I was there and I said, okay, in the room, I was like, all right, let's figure out who the heck is in this room. So I said, all right, who's been a therapist for more than 20 years, right? You know, raise your hand. And I said, oh, let's give it up. That's awesome, right? Okay, so who's been a therapist for over 30 years, right? Two people raised their hand. So I went, it's eh, awesome. Okay, all right, cool. And then I said, all right, how long have you been a therapist? 32 years. How long have you been a therapist? 38. It's like, all right, you win. I said, I'm going to give you, and I gave them a little gift, okay? And then I said, all right, who's the youngest therapist here? And in the front row, there was a student. So I said this, hey, student, so can I ask you something? Are they teaching you right now about diathermy? They said, yeah, <laughs> I just learned that last semester. I said, okay, hey, you, yep, the old ass one back there. Yeah, 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 the 38 year one. Yeah. Did they teach you about diathermy? Yep. So I said, you know something? You want to know why they taught you about uh, diathermy? Because your professor was taught diathermy. We have been doing the same damn thing, teaching people the way that it's been since the beginning of this profession in the 1940s, 1950s. And the reason why people are so damn tired is because they are doing things based off of four eras of wealth prior. Today, there's a different way to do stuff. And if we can just catch up to that, you might fall in love with the profession again. That's it. Mm. And in terms of that or clinicians being able to understand and utilize more leverage points like this. 
do you have anything coming up with success, smart success healthcare or like, how can they, and we'll link to the links and yeah. all that below all your resources and everything. But like, you have like the, the whole course or the, the cohort or the event, or so I know you have a million things yeah. always going on. How can yeah, I learn so, more about that? Yeah. So I do an event every single year. Um, I do a called smart success healthcare live. We now have 19 different healthcare professions inside of our community. Now uh, I'm going to be doing a webinar actually on October 28th. And it's going to be called the Healthpreneur's Online Blueprint. And so it's free and it'll be on a Saturday at noon Eastern, uh, October 28th. Honestly, I think that would be a great place if people want to get into my world and just learn from me. I think that'd be a great, great place to learn. I highly recommend that if you are going to do a solutions-based offer, you add online components to it so that it helps people get their results faster. They get more access to you. But if you don't focus on making the result the thing, then it's always just going to be you. And when you focus on making the result, now people are open to online. They're open to this. They're open to, okay, what are you going to give me in this package? And so if you want to learn that from me, we'll put a link below on how you can sign up for the webinar. Perfect. Podcast, website, what's a good place for them to... You're everywhere on the internet, but any yeah. place specifically for them to learn more? Yeah. If you're on Instagram, go to Greg Todd PT. If you want to check out my site and just learn a little bit more about me. I'm actually not fully crazy. I got four kids. We homeschool them. They're 2017, 14 to 10, at least at the time of this episode. So, but gregtodtv.com and then my company side is smartsuccesshealthcare.com. Greg, thank you so much for your time. This was awesome. I've learned a ton. I know the audience is going to learn a ton. And Nate, go ahead and drop all those links below, my man, because we got Nate Navas here, which is one of your students, I believe, yes. from before. Yeah doing everything behind the scenes for the podcast here. And he's learned and I, so many others, thousands have learned from you. So Greg, thank you so much for your time and uh, wish you the best with the new podcast. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you. And by the way, thank you, Nate, because Nate is actually part of the reason why we've gotten on the chart. So appreciate you, Nate. Love you, bro. Boom. Greg, talk soon. Come back anytime and uh, we'll go from there. All right. Thank you, brother. Appreciate you. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.